he's never seen me fight live. He, he his news in school on uh, Monday is going to be. I flew to Boston and watched my dad fight in the UFC. And you're going to split your bonus with him if you get it. No, definitely, but he says he's going to scream. Um, he's Sign of him? He's already, yeah. Paul's really nice like that, you know. He doesn't need the money. In fact, he just jacked up him walking and all. The chap's loud. My dream is to be world champion, world lightweight champion in the UFC, have more money than I know what to do with, and have a great life for my, my kids, my grandkids, everyone in my, in my family, everyone that's, that's come up with me. That's my dream. Episode 30. We think, maybe, we're not quite sure of the Severe MMA podcast is officially here in your life. Andrew McGahan, as always, joined by Sean Sheehan. And Sean, I have an absolute spread in front of me. Like, your sister's too good to you. She really is. Kinder Buenos, tea, two, what else do you have? Two packets of Kinder Buenos that, I, that I bought myself. Uh, tea and a can of 7-Up. Yeah. Do, do you ever get them... They're not Kinder Buenos, but they're Kinder Bars. They're like small ones. You can get like 16 yes. of them. And like, oh, they're lovely. They are. Do you ever get the things at a Lidl that are Kinder as well and they have like foam in the middle of them? They're called Kinder Pingus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pingus. Yeah, I used to love them in college, but I haven't had one of them now in ages. They're oh, lovely. Absolutely delicious. Wait a second. To avoid uh, a later on explaining it, I'm going to crack the can of seven up now. There you go. Ariel Helwani won't be uh, won't be too pleased with us again. His favorite MMA podcast. Yeah, he never clue. He never clue what we were saying last week, talking about leaving certs and stuff. He he, he tuned out right afterwards. Report, Did he? Reports suggest. Yeah, I'd, I'd say he listened to us. Sure. Where else does he get his his all his knowledge? Like he gets all his expert opinions from us. And and his uh, <laughs> native native Irish tongue. Exactly. Did you uh, speak of that? Did you did you hear um Carl Finter on the um? No, I didn't. I didn't watch it yet. Tell oh, me was, about it. I heard it was funny. It was one of the best things ever. <laughs> he like he caught just a great promo on um, CM Punk. He kept calling him Chick Magnet for the whole interview, and he didn't stop the whole way through. It was just so so funny. <laughs> and like you could see Ariel at the start, he was like, he kind of laughed at it at the start. And then he realised, oh no, he's going to keep saying it. And he kept calling him Chick Magnet over and over. I can imagine CM Punk, like, someone telling him about it. And he goes to listen to it and he gets like 90 seconds in and he's just boiling at home. Just like ringing Dana White looking for a fight. But I, like, I think Carl has played it fairly good. Like, um, I like, uh, I saw I the quotes about it. Yeah. I liked how he, which is what I took from it. That he pretty much was making, taking the piss out of himself. Yeah. At the expense of CM Punk, as a as opposed to taking the piss out of CM Punk at the expense of CM Punk. Exactly. Well, I'm Team CM Punk now. Anyway, after the tweet I just got there from Carl Pinder, fucking talking about uh talking about fantasy football, the two Pinders are beating me at the moment. We're only two weeks in though, so I refuse to uh, do a fantasy football team this year. How come? Because I always forget about it. Yeah. Paid, that, paid money into a buster at work and then lose interest by November. That's always problem. That was, that's why I was so good at fantasy football for a few years. Like we have a league running here, maybe last five years, no, actually longer, maybe like six or seven years. And I won it three years in a row out of the last four, basically because I was the only one who kept doing it every week. But like that kind of ended last year, and like, yeah, it's that's that's the problem with fantasy league. You just forget, always forget about it. You give up about it, and yeah. it's just to be honest. November was an, a really high estimate there for me because it's usually like wild card in the fourth week. Yeah. That sort of shit. 
Anyway, I was gonna try say some. Oh, my interest in it goes soft. Uh-huh. <laughs> Speaking of soft, Anderson Silva should have pretty much just said, "Hey guys, I took steroids." He, I don't know, should he have said that? <clears throat> but maybe he should have. He should have played up. I think he should have played up his injury a little bit more. That's what I would have done. I would have been like, "Look." When I was coming off my injury, I had these tablets to help me. Um, I just kept taking them after my injury. Like, I, I still had pain. I kept taking them. I got a back injury, and I, re- I started retaking them again. I just had them, and I kept taking them. It was, it was a mistake. Um, like, the other things he fell for, for were like, I'm not exactly sure what they are. They're pretty popular but in America and stuff. I don't think, like, we, they're not as popular here, but they're like one sleeping tablets, or not sleeping tablets, but kind of, they're like Xanax or something, I think, like relaxing tablets. But um, he admitted to taking them, which was grand, but... That was to like, slow down the Viagra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was it was farcical. Like, I actually... Well, I I was... Uh, I started watching a bit of it. Like I was like, I'm, just, I'm not watching this. I'm not watching this. And someone tweeted, Anderson Silva's coming on. So I said, look, screw it. I'll put it on. Anderson Silva's coming on. I put it on, right? And I was going to Limerick, so I'm like 35 minutes from Limerick, so I put it on on the phone, I had it on, um, Patrick had it and he's 4G. We drove the whole way into Limerick, right? We were there for a couple of minutes, we were collecting someone. We got them, drove the whole way out, and I was home before it even started, before the Anderson Silva bit had even started. There was one guy before him, it just went on so long. Oh, well, Anderson Silva had been on, but it was just like the, deliber- you know, the deliberations and bringing him in, and like, oh, they were talking about evidence and stuff, but... When he actually got started with his uh, excuses or whatever you'd like to call it, it was just farcical. Like, first of all, he had the translator there. Um, or well, the, the Nevada State Athletic Commission provided the translator, and the translator seemed like she hadn't a clue what he was saying. She couldn't really speak English that well. And Anderson gave up his gimmick. <coughs> how, how would he know he wasn't being translated properly? If he didn't yeah. speak English himself, <laughs> exactly, yeah. But he didn't really say anything to her, and like everything he said was like one word answers. And then they asked him about like the whole situation. Like he basically, like if people don't know, basically what happened was he failed tests and for blah 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 for different things. And he said he took sex pills, basically. Um, <laughs> when they asked him about to explain the sex pills, he said something to the translator. And basically, the translator said he doesn't want to speak about this. So I think it was Pat Lundvall said, oh, "Is he pleading the fifth? Like, so pleading the fifth amendment, so you don't have to speak." And the translator asked him again, and he like gave her like this five or six word answer or something. And she was like, uh, yes. "Yeah, he says he doesn't want to talk about it, and he says he doesn't want to talk about it." And they're like, "Oh, grand!" So they took a break, and when they came back, he kind of started talking about it with Ed Suarez, his manager or his agent or whatever you want to call him, translating for him and. Basically, what he said was he got a blue vial that was given to him by his friend who yes. got it from Thailand, and sounds, he took it. Sounds legitimate so far. I'm yeah. with you. <laughs> but he doesn't actually have issues sexually. They just helped him improve his performance. So explain to me why he was suspended. This story checks out entirely. <laughs> this, is, this is perfect. This is this is as tight as you can get it. Like, <laughs> excuse, that, excuse the fun. That. <laughs> 
some hard evidence against Anderson Silva. Hard evidence, yeah. Um, they, sh- they should have gone soft to him, to be honest, really. Well, the commission. to be honest, they did go soft on him. He's only going to be out for four months. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, it's a year back from um, a year back from when he did it, which was the thirty first of January. So he can come back the first of February next year. Listen, do you want to hear something good? Go on. Just because it came up on my Twitter as we speak, highest paid boxer in nineteen eighty three, seven point eight five million. Marvelous Marvin Hagler. What a UFC fighter would do to make that much money in a year. We need Rock. to start a boxing podcast. <laughs> we'll do it, yeah. Um, boxing. No, severeboxing.com. Let's do it. Severe boxing. But, uh, yeah. But Anderson got... He he got uh, fined a good bit. I think it was 360000 altogether or something like that. Um, wh- what do you think about this band? Do you think it was long enough? And do you think it was... Who cares? Look, yeah. let's be honest. Allegedly, all fighters are on it. <laughs> yeah. And... Yeah, when I say all, I don't actually mean all, but the sport has a problem. There wouldn't have been such, like, Borelio Stima in jiu-jitsu said he failed a drug test because he drank someone else's pre-workout or energy drink, and it's a Brazilian thing to pass drinks around, and that's how he failed it. I heard a story today from my coach, who was a national um, Brazilian Oh well, he is a national Brazilian, but he was on the Olymp- he was on the judo team. He was never Olympic level, but he's a very very good judoka and was paid, um, like very well to be a part of this team and had everything covered. He was one of the main guys on it, and he said there was guys kicked off their team for doping and for being on steroids. Like they had to for the world team for the like Brazilian team, they had to be really strict and stuff, and they were given everything that they needed, all the training. And some guys went back to their own gyms and were taking steroids there. So there was a guy in his division, he said, who was his same weight but was twice as strong as him and could bury him into the mat. So what does that tell you? And he, yeah. the gym has a reputation for it. So one of the guys, they, then they started getting out of competition tests, but they got like a day or two's warning or something like that. that they would, or they, they, they were told that they'd be drug tested sometime that week. It's common in Brazil, isn't it? Well... So it's I don't know if this actually was in Brazil. It could have been in Germany or something. But what happened was anyway, one of these guys started um, taking a load of diuretics. So that pretty much got him pissing like a horse all week. Yeah. He got all of the uh, he got a lot of the banned supplements out of his system. Still traces, but not really an elevated level to make people think this guy's on steroids. And then. He failed the drug test for diuretics, which were illegal, but he could say they were used for weight cutting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this guy's like, no, I, I only use diuretics to cut weight. I'm sorry, I didn't know they were illegal. It's a much shorter ban than being caught for performance-enhancing drugs. So that's what he did, and that's what fighters were doing. That's what judokas were doing. Maybe that is what a couple of MMA fighters have done that have been caught in the past using diuretics. Yeah, 100%. Like most people that are caught using diuretics that's why they're using it like it's to cover up that's why they want to ban IVs as well although in MMA that's kind of different because IVs like have a second use obviously to rehydrate after weight cuts but that's in other sports basically that's why they're banned under the WADA code but um, do you think this drugs test failure and this hearing taints Anderson Silva's legacy or do you still see him as the greatest of all time? still see him as the greatest of all time it's not like he was trying to knock guys out with his cock 
<laughs> and I'm actually really sorry like for, for just being abruptly with that um, I have promised to tone down your swearing yeah I, I caught myself there swearing a minute ago and I kind of stopped myself yeah there but, will be uh, no more swearing henceforth <coughs> because no. we are a family show some people leave, sure. well, we got a message during the week we got listened to in the car and it's a little bit tricky with kids so yeah. consider Sean Sheehan on, on a leash ladies and gentlemen you're the one, you're the one who's a cock yeah though, well me. like you didn't have to repeat it there again but sure like, cock okay anyway but, um, he, it's not like he was trying to cause yeah. grievous bodily harm with it so but if, like do you actually believe that's well, what he felt the best like? I have to say having the mozzie to get up and say that story spin that yarn if it is spun fair play to him yeah. I, like I nearly want to believe it just for how much lack of thought obviously went into it and he also um, brought an expert I believe on the performance yeah. enhancing substance that he was taking and pretty much the guy knew nothing about it and had no papers with him and had no facts with him so that's pretty hilarious like all it seems to me is Anderson Silva went on a bender went into the jacks and bought one of them sexual enhancement things out of the for 4 euro out of the vending machine next to the polo mints and the johnnies I think he was probably I don't know I actually don't know I don't I don't think this I think that that was just a yarn spin but Jeff Nowitzki was going and getting on it as well on the MMR with Ariel saying like if you are to make up a story that's a fair story to make up so maybe it is true but I don't think it really matters like too much but about his legacy listen when, you, when you're fighting guys like Vitor Belfort who has failed tests in the past who was on TRT Dan Henderson who was on TRT he, when he fought in pride for years like what is your legacy like you're fighting against guys like who are on drugs the whole time like are legally or illegally in pride everyone was basically using them um, they weren't illegal there so like I think I got to meet the owners of Pride last week actually really? yeah cool. they're in oh, we'll, get your, we'll get your trip in a second after Anderson but just last thing on Anderson I think we're reaching a point at the moment and it'll probably start from we spoke about it a couple of shows ago from that the McGregor Mendes show the, the, the show that the new drug testing policy came in and it's going to be kicked up now in October and stuff I think there's going to be a clear changing of like MMA eras from pre 2000 we'll say 2016 the post 2016 I think it's going to be hopefully and I, I really do think it's going to be that way because of the people who are working on it at the moment champion white bets yeah, there's going to be a pre drug there's going to be the drugs era and there's going to be the post drugs era and I think people are going to look different and the sport is going to be different and I don't think you can just write them off because they were from a different era so I think like at the moment it hurts Anderson Silva's legacy and it definitely gives I think like maybe GSP it gives him a lift towards being the greatest of all time or Fedor as well but uh, uh, for me it's still him yeah I'm not going to argue with that I still think Anderson Silva is the GOAT actually no BJ Penn is the GOAT but uh, for, for another day yeah he's he's not a fan of that him what? yeah he said oh you're from Ireland that guy Sean Sheehan keeps tweeting me he didn't actually don't die uh, with excitement I, I would actually that would have been brilliant but like Habib now is a big follower of the Serena podcast as well he follows both of us on Twitter so. I was about to ask are you jealous that he follows me yeah I, I like I would have been like that as well but he already follows me so it's okay uh, but go on so tell us about your your trip over to uh, wow. where was it Bahrain Bahrain, Bahrain. Bahrain. Here, Bahrain. here I am savouring a cup of tea because uh, I had no tea 
over in, over there. Now, for those that are wondering, because I didn't really, I did say it on the press conference, but basically, John Kavanagh, as you know, is now involved in a team in Bahrain. I was over there. It is another world. Yeah. It is so good, that place. The hotel we were staying in was absolutely unbelievable. It was a five-star luxury hotel. Everything was covered for by the chic. Go on, throw journalist integrity at me all you want. <laughs> I do not care. And I drank three cans of Coke every day out of the minibar, had four, three meals a day in the hotel, and all of it was charged to him. And I don't care. You can well afford it. You can well afford it. You can also, that reminds me, this is a tester. North Korea. Kim Jong Un, <laughs> North Korea, Kim Jong Un, friend of the podcast, friend of Severe MMA, best looking man. Well, no, I'm the best looking man in Irish MMA, but Whoa. a close runner up, Stephen Larry, uh, told me that if you mention the words North Korea or Kim Jong Un on a podcast, you will get a listen or two from South uh, from North Korea. Sweet. So it's obviously their um, surveillance security equipment. So. Few extra hits for the Severe MMA podcast this week. But um, what's the, what's the crack with this this team in Bahrain? Like, is it all like Bahrainian people, or do they want like actual like Habib and James Gallagher and Franz Malambo and Frankie Edgarnall to like be part of their team, or what way? Like, what's actually going on there? Well, I'm glad you asked. As I was in Bahrain, I know the answers to the. No wait, no, I don't. Nobody still knows what they're going. What's no? going on with this? Well, it's kind of up up in the air. Basically, Franz Malambo is on the team because of his performances in Las Vegas yeah. so the Sheikh the Sheikh uh, Sheikh Khalid who's actually such an alpha male 24 years old ultramarathon long distance swimmer swam from Saudi Arabia to Bahrain in 22 hours and is an absolute fair sunburn. absolute hero really nice guy as well he was training with us one of the nights so um, the team is pretty much it was set up after the establishment of the amateur IMAF uh, group they decided to start play like Alex Soto who's the team captain is over there there's a guy called uh, Hawk well we call him the Hawk his name's Mohammed, and he's an M- a pro MMA fighter from Bahrain as well so there's a foundations of a small team there at the minute with the other Russian guys that are going to be involved in it um, and the prince or the sheik sorry saw Franz knock someone out at the world championships liked it so much specifically came back to watch him I think for his next fight saw him win again and he was like we need him in found out it was John Kavanagh and I think that just kind of sweetened the deal so the two of them were in for that I think uh, John was then able to recommend someone else that, and I think the guy had known James because he saw James fight as well at the IMF so that is a, a great opportunity for these guys they're going to be getting paid as well just to be associated with the gym they don't have to switch teams leave teams they just pretty much need to be um, supportive of the gym online and represent them when they're fighting when they can and the old what a kind of surreal see John Cavan out there do you know like he's always talking about religion and like traditions and stuff it's kind of weird seeing him there and like they're all walking around in their what are they called um, burkas yeah you see see, now that was that was where i was 50 50 on the whole thing because like they had them for sale and they were trying to get me to try them out you should have bought one class you see like i'm in a country that i don't know have never been in don't understand if they're going to get my crack 
Um, yeah. If I don't speak English, if they don't speak English, then I'm pretty much screwed. And I think walking around in a something like that is a little bit insulting. And there was a few guys doing it, and I was looking at them thinking, like, you guys don't know how ridiculous you look. Yeah, Fair but imagine, imagine if you had it for a Halloween party or something, bring it back to Dublin. Yeah, but then get it in Dublin then, you know, get it there and just wear it but for you the Halloween party. But cheaper out there. The, the shake can buy it for you out there. Uh, no, actually, um, well, clothes, I didn't try to charge any clothes to my room. I doubt <laughs> they would have been uh, accepted, to be honest. I'm with the shake. Everything's free. It's unreal. That's pretty much what happened. How was, what was the crack anyway with um with Frankie and Habib and so far? Did, like, did you hear any, was there any rumours, any breaking news? Were you, did you roll with Frankie or any of them? Did, did you guillotine anyone this time that you can tell us? Unfortunately, I didn't get to roll with Frankie. Um, I was joking to him saying see you December 12th and he's like you probably will so <laughs> there's that um, Khabib broke the news to Greg Savage about his teammate fighting UFC 192 I saw Franz Malambo spar with the next up and comer guy from this whole Russian team and he led him up on the feet it was beautiful to watch the guy was a strong wrestler though and that was Franz downfall but it was still very exciting to watch um, did I guillotine anybody no but Carl McNally shout out to the homeboy um, I went against your conqueror at the IMAFs I rolled with him Jose Shorty Torres he signed with Titan Fighting Championships he's going to be making his pro debut there I believe um, we had a roll you see I was only there as the media member getting a bit of sweat off you know I wasn't there as the BJJ athlete, you know, coming there to fucking <laughs> to push push the pace and gets get, get subs. So I caught him in about four submissions and led up on them just so we could keep moving and was on his back for quite a while. And then he started to try and critique me and tell me how I should have finished the submissions and what I should do to improve and stuff like that. And I was just thinking, like, if you had a gi jacket on you, you would probably be unconscious right now. Still more fighting words. We're fighting words. Okay. Strong fighting words. Speaking of Frankie Edgar and all the New Yorkers, another big New Yorker is coming up. UFC 194 announced this week. Weidman versus Rockhold. Co-main event to McGregor Aldo. Jacare versus Romero. Co-co-main event. Whatever you want to call it. How You're going to be over there for these fights. How much are you looking forward to it? Unbelievable. I have to say, I thought UFC 189 was a great card. Jacare and Romero good lord that is going to be unbelievable I think this is the greatest UFC card ever to be honest if it's if obviously if it stays intact I was looking at UFC 100 and this is better it really is was John like, Jones on UFC 100 um maybe on the undercard but it wasn't a big fight um like this is just unbelievable like I think a lot of people are saying Rockhold versus Weidman is like the best fight in UFC history between like two guys at their absolute prime like meeting at the right time and I, like I think McGregor and Aldo's kind of a similar thing except Aldo's maybe Aldo's obviously like I wouldn't say past his prime but he's past like he's, he's been in his prime for a long time <coughs> uh, whereas Weidman and Rockhold are kind of but around the same time but these two fights are just unbelievable Jacare and Romero as well just what an unbelievable fight but do you think do you think they're right to put these two cards together these two fights together yeah, go for it yeah the UFC are determined to get as many eyes on Conor McGregor as possible there's going to be as many supporting cast and stars 
is physically needed for the UFC. Yeah, like I think, um, I think Weidman, like a lot of people are saying, oh, Weidman shouldn't be on the co-main event and all. He's done enough. He's beaten legends. But I think Weidman, like, first of all, he's going to get the pay-per-view points anyway. So if I was him, I'd want to be on Conor McGregor's undercard because he's the biggest draw in the UFC. And secondly, I tweeted when this fight was announced that, like, we've spoken about it a lot of times on this podcast that, like, he's on the cusp of becoming great. Like, before he beat... Because everybody and, thinks he's going to lose or wants him to lose or... But all the guys he's beaten so far have kind of been... Like there's an argument, and I, it's unfair because it's kind of revisionist history. But it, you kind of have to do that too. Like Anderson, Vitor, Liotta, they're kind of all just on their downfall as he fought him and as he beat him. And I, I hate saying that because it's a shitty thing to say. But it, like you, it's kind of true. If he beats Luke Rockhold, that's a legit win. He's up there. I'm, I'm writing him in the top three, two or three pound for pound in the world if he does that. And as I say, he's on the cusp of greatness. Like, you've Jack Ray and Romero there as well. If he can beat one of the two of them, that, suddenly that John Jones fight if that he talked about on the, on the MMA, or that's a, an unbelievable prospect. But uh, Who are you picking in this one? Rock, Rock, Rock Cold. Are you? I genuinely am. I think, I think Wyden's boxing will be too My good for him. My streak of think. picking against Chris Wyden will continue. Yeah. Obviously, just to extend his reign as champ. Yeah, it's a great fight. Like, it's it's one of those fights again that it's extremely tough to pick because they're both so good, and because really <clears throat> neither of them have fought a guy like the other one. Like, I know uh, Rockhold has fought Jackra, but that was a different Jackra. He lost to Vitor, but that was a different Vitor as well. You know, this this is like this is the perfect matchup, and I think it's going to be really good. Um. Jack Ray Romero, early pick at this stage. Who are you going with? What? Early Jack Oh, what? An, an early pick. Sorry, it, it broke yeah. up a little bit there. An early pick. Um, I think talking with my coach as well, he says like Jack Ray to quell any sort of. Um, I got a little bit of a history lesson. Apparently, he comes from a village that is a big like industrial working village where you'd be from the start of your life working for your parents and stuff like that, like making stuff. They all have ridiculously good physiques and they follow through because in Brazil there's so much money available for sports through sports like sponsorships for athletes, grants for athletes and stuff like that. So they work so much harder it just turns them into beasts. Not saying that there isn't boys using steroids as well, but um anyway, Jacare I think is gonna sub he has that perfect style of aggressive submitting jiu-jitsu for MMA that once I get past, once I get to number one, I'm not going back to zero and I'm not going to minus one. I'm going to one, two, three, four, submission. Will you be able to get Romero down though? Yeah. To be honest, I can't I see know. why not. Jump guard, Jacare, we know you can do it. He could do that. Oh, this is... I'm nearly more excited for this fight than I am from a, for Rockhold Weidman and that's unbelievable as well but I, I really think Mar <coughs> Romero is the next is the next champion I think no he's going to be there he's a scumbag he'll probably hide the Brilliant. stool again legend it was against Tim Kennedy though, so it's okay legend oh, I love I love Romero shots fired at Tim Kennedy by Sean Sheehan I'm always, I'm, always, I'm always firing shots at him like he's well used to getting shots fired at him anyway so he's grand huh. what, what are you eating there I hear you eating sweets yeah no I was trying to move it it was the last bit of the Kinder Bueno you see you may notice how clearer the microphone is it's a little bit louder so it's unfortunately 
picking up sensitive stuff. Like, is that your new microphone? And no, it's not hooked up yet. I just ah, was able. Ah, fuck's sake! It's yellow. You're, you're a week long, and you'd no microphone to. You didn't have I time to. I was in Bahrain. Oh yeah, I forgot. Ex- <sighs> yes, he bought it. Fuck. <laughs> oh no, I cursed. Uh, okay. A little bit about uh, UFC Dublin. This week, and we we really went on about this last week. That this needed to happen. Steve Miocic versus Ben Rotwell was announced as the co-main event. And in my opinion, this has made the card good. Um, it needed a co-main event. Like, it's great having all the Irish guys on it and stuff, even though they all aren't on it yet. And like, I hope Neil, Neil Siri and Paul Redman get on it yet and Ashling Daly. But it really needed a big co-main event. Or like jo- Joseph Duffy and Parry is a good fight, but I think that would have been struggling to hold the card up by itself without I a strong co-main event. I think Rotwell and Miocic... Struggles to hold up that card as a main event as opposed to Duffy versus Paria. Uh, why? Because of the Irish thing? Because it's not a great fight. What? It's a great fight in the sense of it's a European based fight, I think. What? What of American? Not that it's. You know what I mean? That it's on an no, EMEA event. That it's this what? exact sort of thing that you'd expect to see towards the higher end of an EMEA event. You don't like that fight? I think it's a brilliant fight. That's my favorite fight in the whole card. Steve, Steve is like one fight away from like he. A yeah, lot of people think he should fight be fighting away. Fight. I don't think he's one Ben Rothwell away from fighting for the title. A lot of people think he should be getting it now instead of Kane. Well, I don't really agree with Kane getting it, but I would have opted more for the side of Junior DeSantos. I know that really? he's injured, and I know that he may or may not be back in time, sort of thing, but. Like unless your name is Cain Velasquez, nobody has even co- come near to touching you in the UFC if you're Junior Dos Santos. Yeah, that's true. I suppose we we we'll get on to that. We're gonna do a bit of a state of the nation later on, but we, I suppose I'm we get on to that. All my, I'm ruining all my shit for later. All on. your thoughts for later on, yeah. But um, I, I I really like this card, this fight, and this. I like the card now. Like I kind of have a problem with the card. Like if say if you would put. Um, Pindred's fight or Paddy Hoolan's fight or whatever and it's the co-main event I'm like okay they're just really using the Irish thing but I think now they've given us a good card and like fair play to them what do you think about the card now do you think it's a good card I saw Paul Dollery there tweeting saying like a lot of people are going to complain about this card and like I think I'd be one of the prime suspects for complaining about the card but I actually think it's good what do you think yeah no to be honest it's turned around nicely to be honest I'm a fan of it Darren Tiller and Nicholas Dalby is going to be it's one of the fight. fights of the night fight, yeah. have to admit now where the main question is where are Wonderboy and Thompson going to fight I'm going to st- uh, stop why you bre- why'd you why did you break my heart like this just do, do you take joy in it yes immensely it's, do you know where it is going to be where Texas. here's a prediction now Texas forever no, it's going to open the card in UFC 194 that's where oh. it's going to be you're going to see it and I'm going to be sat at home <sighs> that's not a bad shot yeah, let's say we get those four fights what finishes your main card for that UFC um, what you, which ones um, well we have Romero Jacare yeah. oh, so which order Rockhold, do you want to put them in no Rockhold McGregor and let's say Gunny versus uh, Wonderboy you well, need one more fight yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. What? You, okay. Main card. See what you're saying. Frankie Edgar versus Jeremy Stevens. <sighs> I meant to actually talk. I put this down on our list to talk about. He should be fighting uh, Chad Mendes. Like 
Frankie has fought. Who has Frankie fought? Frankie fought <coughs> BJ Pin with a rod stuck up his arse. He fought Charles Oliveira when Charles Oliveira was crap and Charles Oliveira beat him in a round. He fought. Who else did he fought? Cubby Swanson. He couldn't defend a takedown for his life. And who else did he fought? He fought one more person. Someone who wasn't that good anyway. Like, why, why are they protecting Frankie Edgar? That's what I want to know. From wrestlers, is it? Yeah, they're, pro- they're protecting him. Graham Maynard made him look like Orn Class <laughs> Striker. Leave like, my boy alone. <laughs> they should be putting him in against Chad Mendes, I think. They really should. Like, why why avoid it? Have the two of them there. If and, and if Aldo McGregor have to pull out, you have a perfect man to stick in there. Like, why would you give him Jeremy Stevens when Chad Mendes is there? I would I, love, I don't love, love to see him fight. Um, TJ Dillashaw? No, not TJ Dillashaw. Uh, Max Holloway. Your boy. I don't know what I would do. I would, I would lose it. Frankie Edgar is one of the nicest guys that I've ever interviewed. And Henzo Gracie is an absolute hero. Actually, this this podcast should just be me telling stories that Henzo <laughs> told me for the last, for the first hour. The man is a god. Yeah, he's a great man, alright. He's an alpha male. Yeah, he loves fighting on streets as well. He actually does. Did I not tell you that? No. No, but he. Liked- okay. What? I- I'll tell you one quick Henzo story. He tried to get into this place. It was ten dinars. The guy was trying to say that his shoes weren't good enough. Henzo was like, "Pora," <laughs> like. <laughs> Poha. Poha. This happened last week, like. I get, yeah, he's like, I get into everywhere in New York in these shoes, and your mom's like, for you, it's 200 Bahrainian dinars. So Henzo didn't know if he could hit him or not, so he had to get onto the Sheik the next day, find out if it was like Brazil, where you can just go mad, or was it like Dubai, six months in jail? It was like Brazil. So uh, Henzo was mad to go out again that night to the same place (laughs) and find the doorman and hit him a few slaps. What a man, like. I would have been like, genuine hero. I'm staying in tonight. Uh, have an early night. Just I big, don't know. Big fan of his. Um. Okay. Before we we talked about you were talking about Max Holloway there. Before we get onto his fight this weekend, uh, it was announced this week that Andy Lee's world title fight in Thomond Park has been moved. Has been cancelled. Andy Lee apparently has a virus, and he had to get. He'd go to training for ten days, so they moved the whole event and they moved it to Manchester. Um, also to be noted not, not, not really a big issue um, 12,000 tickets had been sold out of apparently it was supposed to be 38,000 to start I think and they moved it down to 30 so at least 18,000 tickets were unsold um, but uh, Frank Warren says this isn't a big issue but uh, yeah look if you're asking me I think I heard about tickets not being not selling well like a week before a friend of mine works inside there and he was telling me about it tickets that there were like so many tickets still available um, it's a good thing for Bama obviously Bama's on the same night maybe like people are planning on coming down from Dublin and stuff to go to Andy Lee and might boost and might go to Bama instead um, I put that you first but what do you think do you think this is a bad sign for Crow Park as well like I know Andy Lee is not Conor McGregor and <clears throat> Tom Park is not Crow Park but when you struggle to sell like 30,000 tickets for a big world and, uh, like that I don't think so to be honest it's too much riding on it like to be honest when I saw that he had pulled out of the fight and he was still training and he was back training full whack with two weeks later just saying that he needed the extra two weeks they said it wasn't anything to do with the lack of people in it but just more so that they can get more people out to Ashton Villa so to be honest that's it's an unbelievable day 
it's absolutely I just can't get over the whole I like allow me to indulge like the whole last cup the last week heading away to Bahrain and really need to thank you to John Kavanagh for um, for bringing me over and being able to see it firsthand and interviewing him and interviewing the guys over there it was um, it was once in a lifetime trip hopefully not once in a lifetime hopefully they bring me back hopefully the Bahrainian boys bring me back you, you just didn't answer the question at all just I know that but no I just like <laughs> I had to I had to get it off my chest okay go on so sorry ask me your question again Andy Lee Andy Lee Bama. I did, did I oh well yeah it's, it's nothing to do with Bama uh, let's be fair although I have to admit I am overly cautiously optimistic about how good this Bama card is going to be how many people are going to be there there's some buzz for it on Facebook at the minute and I've heard from sources yes. who cannot be named they have changed the config this was about four weeks ago they had changed the configuration of the O2 arena the 3 arena to yeah. go from a uh, 3,000 to 8,000 oh good so I have to go for that anyway Andy Lee I don't think it had anything to do with mixed martial arts related I think it was just that fight wasn't going to sell out 35,000 tickets in Limerick yeah I like I think it really shows that it's harder to sell tickets than people might imagine as well and like uh, I, I think McGregor's obviously a different animal he's a lot a lot more I don't know see a lot more main, well he's a lot more mainstream and I think he's a lot more fans and stuff but like it isn't easy to sell out a st- <laughs> it isn't easy to sell out a stadium and I think it will benefit Bama a good few even like if you get maybe two or three hundred people that's still a that's still big for them so oh yeah and yeah. their social media tagging everybody and absolutely everything the guys that are running promoting it over here they're doing a very good job as well I see the 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 highs, the what, what's he called the housewives choice Chris Fields. you're um yeah like they've really taken off with that they're tweeting it out all the time yeah it's, I'm, I get royalty checks every time they say it so let, <laughs> let them on it my lawyer nice. will my lawyer will sit, sink them nice ok we'll get on to this weekend the biggest event of the year Max I can't Holloway wait for it. Sunday night Oliveira. SummerSlam Brock Lesnar against oh, The Undertaker curveball <laughs> why are they putting them on at the same time why, why do they hate me like I love what I love right I love watching the UFC on a Sunday night or a Saturday, sorry, Saturday night, writing my old article there, having it up, finished on Sunday, and then I can relax, and on Sunday night I can watch the WWE, and then the next week starts. But, but no. now the UFC ruined it for me, and put them both on at the same time. Why, well, why, are, they, why are they such bastards? Why did they do that to me? Maybe that is why Brock Lesnar came out and said that Vince McMahon was a better promoter than Dana White. Yeah. Uh, do you reckon they're putting this event on at the same time as SummerSlam to like, go against them? I doubt they're doing it to go against them. Maybe... Maybe Why is it on Sunday like I don't know. Maybe there's a reason, but I say they are. I think they're going up against SummerSlam, trying to take numbers away from them. I was listening to um on Twitter MMA podcast there. Shout out to Mike Fagan and uh, Matt Roth, and actually congratulations as well to our boy Pat Wyman as well. He got a job over Bleacher Report this week. He, he used to be on the podcast, so shout out to him. Um, big, they were talking about big chopping and changes. I'm telling you. They were talking about uh, what were we talking about? Oh, SummerSlam. Apparently, the WWE Network. Uh, Mike was talking about. He's a big guy into pro wrestling. That um, it has become a lot more successful in the last couple of months. And like they were losing a lot of money um, <clears throat> when it started, but now apparently it's a break even or even making profit. So like that's only going to get bigger and bigger all the time. 
Um, so I think that might be in the back of the UFC's mind that they like they're a competitor as Brock as Brock Lesnar said it's the same racket so like uh, there's a huge crossover base with CM Punk coming into the UFC as well that's o- only going to grow the likes CM of Conor McGregor is going to get the interest ready for Brock's MMA return chick magnet he's like he's going to pull a lot of numbers um, but yeah the event this weekend Max Holloway against Charles Oliveira I'm going to oh. say it I'm going to say it I'm going to hurt you. Oliveira's going to stub him. Is that what I'm you're going to say? I'm picking Oliveira to win by submission. Spoiler alert, my picks will be up tomorrow. But I'm, gonna, I'm picking him. I, I think he can stay in it long enough. Max, <clears throat> Max Holloway has improved an awful lot in the last uh, 18 months, maybe, since he's fought uh, McGregor. Two years ago to the day. Oh, yeah, it was. Yesterday. Yeah. Right. When, oh, well, two days ago, when McGregor, I think, fought Holloway, according to my time hop. If that is correct... Yeah, I think he's improved an awful lot in the first US event that I covered. Go on. Yeah, the first one and first worst one as well. Shout out to Ariel Helwani for getting me in. Legend. Um, Ariel's favorite podcast. Don't forget. But um, I think his speed in his hands has improved. The um, output with which he throws has improved. His power. I don't think his power has improved so much, but it, that has helped his power because he throws a combination of shots more than you like before. He kind of. As we say, I use Junior Junior Dos Santos as the example a lot. He kind of truly shot and admired him, but I think he's he's kind of changed a lot um, Franz, to fight in a different Franz manner. Malambo always looks like he's admiring the whooping that he's putting on people when I, he punches them. I like them. that. <laughs> some people can do that, and it works for some people. But I think um, Holloway doesn't have the power to do that. But I think against Oliveira, Oliveira's kind of one of those sneaky guys. You know, he'll he he, he like. When I was watching a bit of tape for this, like he reminded me a bit of—he's a different fighter to him, but he reminded me a bit of Verdum, the way of Verdum. He knows enough striking to stay in it. Like he's a good striker, and he can—he can definitely hurt you on the feet. But he knows enough striking to stay in it that he can pull guard or like act like he's hurt and catch you in a guillotine, catch you in a in a, um, a triangle or something like that. I think over five rounds, that's very hard, especially when you're a guy like Max, Hallow- Max Holloway, who doesn't really have fight finishing power. He can finish him, no doubt, but I don't like. I don't think it's likely, to be honest. Um, Sacrilege. I think it's either going to be a Holloway decision or an Oliveira submission, but I'm leaning Oliveira submission. Triangle. Oh. There you go. See, someone sent me a tweet asking why I have shit triangles. You you good triangles, aren't you? I do. It's just that man's the untriangleable man. Looking forward to this fight immensely at the weekend, I have to say. My heart is saying Max Holloway is on a route to the UFC gold again. He's on a title and he is gonna do take us right for him after coming off a couple of losses. Um It's just the whole buzz about UFC events now at the weekend, or for example this weekend, is like <sighs> Is that is that fair enough? What, what do you mean? It's not a great event, like it's, it's just okay. like. <sighs> can you hear my sighs? Yeah, I can hear them. You, you're not reacting to them. Yeah, I sorry, I was just reading something. <sighs> <sighs> that's that's what the event is like. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. After then, the big events. And then it's kind of like towards the end, it's like, oh. Yeah, yeah, I I, I have to agree with that. I I want to see Frankie Edgar fight the winner of these, the winner of this. I, I want to fight. I want to see him fight Chad Mendes. You need to stop avoiding him. Put up or shut up. That's what I say. In time, Sean. In time. In time. Okay. Neil Magny against Eric Silva. That's a good comment event. Who who are you picking on that one? Mm, 
I don't know. Actually, I have to admit. I think that. I, yeah, it's one of those fights, isn't it? Like Eric Silva, if he comes out early, like can take him down. Like we saw what Damian Maya did to Annie and Magni. I know Eric Silva is not what Damian Maya is, but he's really good. He's a really good top game. He's jujitsu when he gets on top. I can see like him getting a mounted triangle on Magni or something, finish him like that. That's what I think. Imagine if he got a mounted triangle and finished him with it. I'd mounted triangle OG for life. It's a fact. I That's almost a... hit one tonight. Did you? Almost, but Legend. the less said about it, the better. Okay, all right. Before we get to our stated stated UFC nation, the UFC announced today that they're going to Australia to do a fifty-five thousand seater. That that could change the amount of people because we don't know how the stadium's going to line up. Um, Mark Hunt versus Bigfoot Silva two, and um, welterweight title fight between Carlos Condit and Robbie Lawler. What do you think? Do you think they can fill out the stadium there for their first trip to Melbourne? Going to be tough. Uh, without an Australian headline, like that's what I, I saw the picture of it today. The pitch looked unbelievable with the UFC logo. But you have to wonder, like, how much does it really care that there's a guy in this team already? So, it's weird. I'm not too sure, Sean. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I, I think it'll be... I think they'll do well. I th- I think they'll do, they'll do well in Australia. They'll they'll uh, they'll sell a lot of tickets and uh, like especially when you have big stadium shows like that. They um and it's the first time they've been there as well, so there is that buzz as well. So I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if they did it, especially if they stacked the card completely. An Irish guy needs to get on that card. An Irishman yeah. needs to fight in Australia. He will have serious support. Yeah, there's a big talk about Rosie getting on it as well. So we'll. We'll see how it goes, I suppose, as the as time goes on, we'll we'll talk about it more. Okay, we'll do a quick state of UFC. I can't before. really see Ronda ever getting on that, but go on. Oh, maybe. Okay, let's go. <clears throat> I have shout out to Zane Simon for this brilliant UFC list of UFC fighters. Um, gonna find the worst so while to wait. We're gonna go. We're gonna go through them. Okay, strawweight division. We have Joanna Yedrzejczyk is fighting Claudia Gadelia. We're about. How long are we into it? Maybe a year or two into this division. How do you see it going? Do you think Jacek is going to stay as champion for the next while? I think, as I said last week or the week before, people have selective memory when it comes to Joanna's other fights. Now, although it was pretty cute that there was a nice retirement fight against the girl who was 5-0 and or 6-4-0 mm. and or whatever at the time, yeah. it couldn't have happened to a worse... Uh, it couldn't have got a worse person. And Joanna Jacek came in like an absolute killer. I find when the person doesn't respect her and makes shots, it even works out even worse for them because she's kind of insulted that someone has even decided to throw in a punch at her. All in all, while the last fight was pretty close, I still think Joanna will stay champion, so we can keep using the phrase Joanna champion. Sean, people there, I've edited out masterfully, they don't realise what just happened. Give them a lowdown. Basically, you fell asleep and then <laughs> woke up in the middle of the sentence and said something, something are you going to play it now I'm, ab- I'm about to play it here it is ran him very very close in the last one left his wallet there specifically thought that he was gone to um, I pretty much just said I was falling asleep yeah. um, I, je- I went between talking about the fight to z- drifting off into a dream about forgetting my wallet so I have downed <laughs> the can of 7up I am okay. alert for the last 12 minutes it is 2.15 in the morning Jeez. what is the next division flyweight 
Demetrius Johnson. Oh, we'll just talk about. We're, we're just going to talk about the champions, basically. Um, Demetrius Johnson. Um, uh, who's he fighting? Uh, what's John Dodson. John Dodson. Who do you think's going to win that? I do think Demetrius Johnson is going to win. But yeah. if we're going to talk about the person that I want to see up towards the top of the pile before the maybe next twelve months, I think Ali Bagatinov has a really, really good chance here fighting someone like Joseph Benavidez. Really? I think he's a great chance. A win like that will get him straight up into title contention. I don't know. I think DJ beat him too easy last time. He's on EPO as well. I think Hank Cejudo is going to be. He's going to be one of the next guys. He's fighting. Um, Everyone for me. Yeah, that's a fight. Well, yeah. Like to be honest, if Benavidez wins, I don't think they give him a title shot straight up. I think if Henry wins and Benavidez wins, then those two are on a collision course for a number one contender. Uh, we'll actually run through the Irish as well uh, we forgot about Ashling Daly Ashling Daly I heard they're trying to get her on the Irish card but they're just trying to get her an opponent I don't know if it might be a bit too late for her now if by you heard you mean she posted a status on Facebook oh, did she no uh, All right. I didn't see that but I heard it from someone else but, yeah, sources, what did she send sources, uh, just that she officially hasn't gotten a call from the UFC yet All right. Sean I shouldn't have drank that 7 up so quick I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack go on Ah, sure. Uh, sure. Paddy Hulin Paddy Hulin's fighting Lewis Walker so we'll see how that'll go Neil Seary he's looking for someone there's guys around there like Wilson Hayes Scott, uh, Justin Scoggins a lot of guys uh, Richie Vass unmatched maybe Richie Vass over in Australia you said you wanted an Irish Neil, guy in Neil, Australia Neil Seary lost out in a lot of sponsors by not being able to fight in Australia last year get yeah. Neil Seary to Australia get the man paid Richie Vass done he's, match he's made jealous. he's jealous of Paul Redmond's money sweet uh, bantamweight <clears throat> Ronda Rousey's fighting Misha Tate I think this fight I'm looking forward to this fight like maybe more than anyone else in the whole world because that second Misha Tate fight that was as funny shit I don't I don't care what anyone says like I win three rounds Misha's brought her farther than anyone has like by far brought her before um, Amanda Nunes as well she a couple of weeks ago we didn't need to speak about her but I think she's another good one coming through there and I'd like to see her fight Ronda again but uh, we've spoken enough about that are you looking forward to that Tate fight or do you just not care uh, I do agree with you that Misha Ran are closer than anyone probably will again yeah. don't get me started about Edmund Tarverian etc etc Betch is looking for a rematch next year as well, which is mad <laughs> which is absolutely ridiculous she's a gas woman um, uh, expect Misha to run her close finally tag her up a little bit more in the feet Ronda to prevail and probably win by an arm bar more than likely okay Bantamweight TJ Dillashaw is there as a champion if Dominic Cruz doesn't come back and if he can't fight him like who is going to fight him well, I'm not sure well I know but it's off the record and what I have to say is I made a bit of a, a faux pas a bo- uh, an error a boo boo my interview with Frankie somebody commented like we were just there chilling in Bahrain also the Prince of Bahrain has his own Starbucks I saw that Chad he's like, uh, like he at the just, end of his driveway or something yeah it? end of his driveway built it himself free Grand. for everyone anyway um, I said something someone said Sterling got the the title shot yeah Aljamain Sterling yeah and he put up and it was someone read out something that he had put up so I didn't see it myself so I said in the Frankie interview Frankie interview that someone was had got a title shot I didn't say that anyone had got it but I got a message saying hey did you say that in this interview blah 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 
it's like oh well I know who's been offered the next title shot but uh, we're just waiting to hear back from the UFC so it's not Elgermaine Sterling you're saying is it? Uh, I can't really say so it is Algerman Sterling breaking news no it's not Algerman Sterling this could be up bloody elbow this could be up bloody elbow tomorrow it's not Algerman Sterling but anyway, Algerman Sterling versus DJ I'm cr- looking forward to that now it'll be yeah, good fight yeah thanks very much for that I broke it there exclusively <laughs> on Severe MMA I will reveal who who it was uh, when the next fight has been announced I'll tell okay. you off the air Okay, Actually, okay. no, I won't even, because I'm, I'm badass like that. Bad, bad bastard. Okay, featherweight. Paul Redmond. Oh, I thought you were going to say Conor McGregor there. Who? Who? Who's that guy? Do you know that? Paul, Red- Paul Redmond is Ireland's premier guy, featherweight. The Irish guy that fights a bit of the ground fighting with the Gracies. <laughs> I want to see Paul Redmond fight Jim Ehlers. That's what I want to see. Why, why is can't Jim, this... Yeah, but why is Jim Ehlers calling Paul Redmond out? He's 0-2 in the UFC. It's a bit pathetic. And Jim Ehlers will not. Jim Ehlers will not fight. Jim Ehlers is one and one. I know he loves Dublin, but he won't fight there because there's an Orlando card coming up. That's true. Put him on the Orlando Orlando card. Redzer. Yeah. He would melt in Orlando. He would melt in fairness. He probably would melt. But sure, <laughs> these things happen. Okay, top of the division. The notorious. Look, look. I think I think we've spoken enough about that. We'll just leave it. Yeah. Jose Aldo champion for a long time never gonna lose um, <laughs> that, that was a joke by the way uh, lightweights Cerrone and Dasanias was announced this week actually we didn't speak Cerrone. about it Cerrone it's going to be on Fox do you think Cerrone has any chance against Dasanias I think Dasanias looks suspiciously still out of out of shape like he did five weeks ago yeah maybe he has been injured on in fairness like he just had surgery wink so, like. wink nudge nudge Oh wait, Sean, in an unrelated matter, did you hear that the UFC have implemented an extensive out-of-competition drug testing that started on the 11th of July 2015? I heard that. Did you? I heard that. Alright, no, I was just asking. I still think he'll beat, uh, I still think he'll beat Cerrone and your boy Habib, our boy Habib, friend of the podcast Habib will fucking win the belt mm, whenever he comes back. I think Cerrone has his number, I think he has the route to the title and he's going to get his rewards. Okay, welterweight, Bob Lawler against Carlos Condit this is one of those fights just going to be brilliant who do you have I was talking about this fight pretty extensively over in Bahrain and yeah. you know I while I do think Carlos Condit has all the makings to be the UFC welterweight champion I think the his method to victory will only enrage Robbie Lawler more into putting on an absolutely clinical, striking, devastating performance. That's actually well put. That, that actually could happen now. I think you've changed my mind. I was going to pick Condit, but I think I think that's right. Thank you. Yeah. I think it, Bob Lawler is one of those guys. And that's not a stolen opinion. That's a genuine, heartfelt... Yeah. I honestly think this fight is going to be ridiculous. I think, like, Robbie Lawler... Like you're guaranteed that he's he's gonna lose two rounds in there somewhere. There will be blood. There will be blood. Carlos Condit's gonna cut him up bad, and as soon as Ro- it's like Robbie Lawler sees the sight of his own blood, and then that's it. <coughs> who's Game the next? Over. Who's the next welterweight champion? Carlos Condit. Please don't shoot me. In this next fight, I think so. Could be. I I will Could. be picking Carlos. I think. But not expecting Robbie to lose as well at the same time. It's kind of yeah. like I'd like to see Carlos Condit with a strap. But Gunnar Nelson's making his surge. He can't get matched for UFC Dublin. Apparently, a couple of people are busy that day. I've turned the fight down. Are you trying? Are you taking a shot at my boy Wonderboy here? 
What? You take yeah. a shot at Wonder Boy. Yeah. Oh dear, that man is a hurt heel. A hurt heel. Fight. Is that what? Is that yes. what it is? Poor heel is very badly In injured. In the words of James Gallagher, he's a pussy. Andrew McGahan, you're shaking, lad. You have such a bad James Gallagher impression. <laughs> Get, tell me something he says. I can do his accent well, but I, I have to hear him before I say. Um, James and I actually were. Uh, I was telling him about my impression of his accent. We were chilling oh, yeah. on the beach until five o'clock the morning one day. Sick. I just I dropped a great one there. You give me a line there, and I'll try drop one from. I don't. Know. Where, where's he from again? The cut. I'm Strabane. the strip animal. I'm just a animal, Sarah. I no, like he wouldn't say that. I need something that he has said before that I've heard. Mm. He remember he told that time he told you your hand was shaking or something. Look at you shaking there, Andrew. Your your little hand is shaking or something like no, that. No, I can't. Like to be honest, I can only do certain lines. Try yeah. one more. No. No, go for on. it. <sighs> no, I don't want to. Okay, I can say Coach John. Go on to. My Coach John. <laughs> that was that's actually good apparently. Okay, middleware. We we spoke a bit about that, but who's the man to beat Weidman? Is it is it Jackeray for you? Is your boy Jackeray? I think Jackeray, Weidman and Rock hold all of the potential of beating each other in fight of the year, fight of the century candidates, and then instantly losing the title to one of the next ones in the next fight. You've no love for my boy Romero. But I do think Chris Weidman also has the best chance, the best ability, the best skill, the best talent, as John Kavanagh himself would say. <laughs> Actually, T-word. he has a new word that he hates. Go on. Genius. Genius? Yeah. Einstein was a genius. Genius is thrown around far too much these days. Yeah. He said, go invent a science or something like that, then I'll call you a genius. So then I said something like, only a only a true talented genius like yourself, John, would come out with an observation like that. Uh, anyway, okay. I do Let think Weidman, sorry, Weidman, oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah, all yeah. of these guys has the potential to win and go on and stake his claim as the greatest fighter of all time because Anderson Silva went and blew it prematurely. <laughs> uh, okay. Speaking of people who like blown, John Jones in the oh. UFC. Uh, <laughs> Sean Sheen went there <laughs> dropping bombs good lord John, John Jones coming back no 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 you are getting this say it again what say it again John Jones speaking of speaking of people who like blow Talking, Sean, being Have you ever seen the video on YouTube Black People React? Oh yeah. Yeah, so literally timed it perfectly after you just said that. What were you gonna say about two oh five? I remember when John Jones went out of this, we like we talked about how Daniel Cormier might have a better chance of beating her, it'll be a better fight when John Jones is like on the on the sidelines for a couple of years. Um, or months um, yeah months do you think Gustafsson has any chance of beating uh, DC yeah I think he does I think I was it's thinking fair about it enough day. fair enough to assume or to make the point that he does considering of how far he took John Jones 
how much of a beating that he put on John Jones. I agree. I, I like, like. I think it's a bad matchup. He's just like he's not a similar fighter, John Jones, but he's like I know the long arms and stuff. People get annoyed about it, but he does have the long big, finger, Sean. He's good takedown defense. Like I think he's a tough matchup for DC. He, like he's I think he's a better striker than DC, and DC likes to strike with people. He like he he does take guys down obviously, and he beats them up on the ground and stuff. But he does like to strike with people. And if he does have a Gustafson for any prolonged period. I could see Gus of some indecision. Yeah, but I can also see DC as the champion being so motivated that he wants to get John Jones next That's, no matter what. Then again, know. who's to say that John Jones will be even brought back into the UFC on an immediate rematch or immediate title shot? True that. So maybe oh. they'll make him fight Daniel Cormier again if DC loses. Heavyweight. And finally, what was I going to say about 205? Okay. The most exciting, the most exciting fight in that division. By far, a country mile. Nikita Krylov? A, he- a head's length. A yeah. few yards. A couple of paces. A gentle trot. Anthony Johnson versus the yoga mat. I love that. I love <laughs> the yoga mat. <laughs> Man, I love that fight. Oh, Jesus. Why, what were you what a say? shithead. What a shithead. Jimmy Manoa. Yeah, I like that fight beats Jimmy Manoa. Oh, I, like yeah, I like it too because I, get, I can't wait to see the UK MMA media scene complaining about how... Um, there's no Conor McGregor for guys to get behind yeah. no okay so this is what'll happen fight week it'll be oh yes the UK MMA fans are so supportive of Jimmy Manoa and here we go let's get the ball rolling we're gonna get our own Conor McGregor oh no he's just been knocked out by Anthony Johnson <laughs> and I'll it's gone alone. I'll leave him alone and it's for gone you. Isn't it amazing? Like we're always like the poor sister and the, the poor brother and like soccer and rugby and everything. But like in MMA, it's really is the UK is our poor sibling, isn't it? It's great. Over eight hundred years. Well, that's payback. That's fantastic. <laughs> that really smart decision, okay, man. We can put that. As we all know, going to be the next heavyweight champion. Are we all? Are we agreed on that? Um, well, we can, but unfortunately, I need to learn how to link you up to my speaker because you're talking over South Park. Fund. Then we'll oh, reinvest the earnings into foreign currency Wait. accounts with compounding interest, Anthony and Johnson. it's gone. Oh. And it's gone. <clears throat> Have you never seen that either, Sean? No, what's that? Oh, South Park when they go to the bank. It's a running severe MMA. Uh, well, not really a running thing, but whenever I go to America, and uh, I never bring enough money, so it's kind of like, oh, Andrew's here. Oh no, his money's gone. <laughs> uh, and it's it's like, oh, you're putting your money in the bank. Blah, blah 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 typing away on the keyboard uh, yeah we're just putting this money into your account now uh, Mr. Stan Marsh uh, you're going to be able to pay your loan back in no- and it's gone so it's <sighs> about how banks are thieves anyway sorry heavyweight division Verdun Kane who's going to win a part of me wants to think that you see a part of me thinks that maybe Fabrizio Verdun is the greatest mixed martial arts spoofer <coughs> of all time <sighs> that proves that like jujitsu can work just and pull you out of anything but then the other part of me is thinking like no he's actually one of the baddest men on the planet and Kane Velasquez is in for a second bad night in a row and while I don't think it's going to be as one sided clear cut OMG OMG exclamation mark Fabrizio Verdum is the bomb I do think Kane is going to put it up to him and there's a chance that Kane can beat him but I just think Verdum is on that ride of momentum at the minute Living like a king, top of the world, heavyweight champion. Ooh, I don't want to call it. You call it. And give me your reasons. I'm going with uh, Kane. Sea level Kane. 
well, picked I Verdum suppose. the last time. Like I picked Verdum because like people like to look past reason sometimes and they like to say, Oh no, he'll be fine, he'll be fine. But Kane was coming back from a long stint away. He was coming back at altitude where he hadn't fought before and he only, he was only there for like five or six days or something. Put pull all that into play, like and Verdum is a tricky guy, I said it so many times. He's a tricky guy who can stay in it, who's fought in Mexico before and that was tough. But those things are gonna win off. Kane is back, the ring rust is off. Oh like he only had like six weeks to prepare that for that fight. He was only cleared for like six weeks before that fight, and he had been out for nearly two years. So now he's back. He has six or seven months training behind him. If he's fully fit, I think it's going to be a lot closer of a fight. I don't think it'll be a blowout either way, but I'm I'm fairly confident in picking Kane. Kane, well, will do it. Kane is a massive advantage. What's that? Well, this Sunday, Sean. Yeah. His half brother is back. He really is. He really is. Daniel Cormier. <laughs> and if he carries the momentum, you know, straight yeah. into the summer. Aren't, aren't Daniel Cormier and Kevin Velasquez like the Dudley twins? For what? The Dudley brothers? Yeah. yeah. Very same. As, you, as you've already asked, Sean. The yeah. Undertaker. <laughs> You're going to love listening back to this podcast. <laughs> Graham is going to kill you. Yeah, but sure luck. Uh, anyway, okay. uh, the Dudley okay. Brothers. Let, oh, wait. First, of all, first of all, first of all, I have my own question. Hashtag severe pod because I know we're getting on to them now anyway. Okay. Yeah. Tell me this. Who would be the best mixed martial arts tag team? Two UFC fighters, aside from the Dudley Brothers that you just mentioned, yeah. as a tag team in the WWE? Hmm. I sp- would you have to go with the Diaz brothers? You'd have to go with Reds or Inseri. Yeah, you would, I suppose. Only fools and horses. Andy Ryan is the manager. <laughs> you could imagine Siri though. You could imagine Siri and uh, 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 a a fuck this shit. I'm not going to that fucking yeah. that children shit. I'm not going to that. Can I'm you just imagine you. him saying that? But aside from the Irish interest, who would you go for? Hmm. I did. I think the Diaz would be good. Let me think who else. The Diaz's would be like the Hardy Boys. You need two like big muscular guys, like you see like muscular guys like Todd Duffy and Alistair Overeem. They fought each other though. And they'd have to wear suits. Yeah. Well, if they fought each other, Sean, they were just keeping kayfabe alive. That's true. Never exactly. break kayfabe. Okay. Or is Questions. it kayfabe? Kayfabe, yeah. Whatever. First question from Aaron O'Brien, friend of the podcast as well, great man, supporting Irish and main stuff. Um, say Wideman moves to 205 in 2016, who do you think becomes the champion at 185 pounds? That's a great question. Like Jacare slash Rockhold. Same as before. When I'm going to buy Yoel Romero. Oh. Yoel. I think Yoel's the best. I think he's going to be champion regardless. That last fight against Luke Barnett because. to go on a streak in Vanator, get re-signed and win the 185 strap. Heard it here first. <laughs> he has the reach. He in has other it. news, unicorns fly. <laughs> I like Luke Barnett. The UK MMA branch will be getting right behind him. So do I. Um, I'm actually a big fan of uh, big so Luke yeah, Barnett. Nice is a really nice guy and one of the nicest guys that I've ever interviewed. But again, unfortunately, the UK scene killed him. Yeah, not really, lads. Yeah. Sorry, oh. we actually love all the guys in the UK. Yeah, JJ Mills, your friend, friend of the podcast, my friend. If John Jones and Wideman ever fight, who 
Who do you have and why? John Jones versus Chris Weidman. Let me see Chris Weidman assimilate these next. Did I even use that word in the right context? That's, I have no idea, but I'm going to take it. I'm going to start using it in that context there as well. There you go, because I think it is right. So yeah. let me see Chris Weidman assimilate the next three gentlemen that he has to do. And if he if he does, by all means, let's move him up to 205. Let's absolutely cash that, in on the super Dodging fight. the question. Dodging the question. Who would win, John Jones or Weidman? I think if Chris Weidman beats the next three guys and looks as good as he does in it, then he beats John Jones. Okay, I'm picking John Jones. Um, because John Jones is the goat, or because John Jones is the best, yeah. Oh, really? Uh, John Balfe. Why haven't Siri Daly or Redmond been booked yet for UFC Dublin? Mm. Well, I don't really know. Like, if you wanna, like, I am questioning why the UFC haven't just filled it with Irish again. But at the same time, the plan earlier on in the year, if you remember from what we were heard and what we were told, yeah. was that it was time for these guys to make a name for themselves. Joseph Duffy did it, he got the headline. Finally, one of them came through with it. Maybe it's something like that. Put them on another card somewhere. Don't have them just, oh, clean sweep for the Irish, seven out of seven wins. Yeah. And maybe a pretty <coughs> good performance from someone like Neil Seary get swept under the rug because Joseph Duffy knocks out Dustin Poirier maybe put him on a card in Australia that, the lone Irishman fighting in probably what would sound and feel like a hometown arena for him unless he was fighting against an Australian and so that's that's I think that's my look at it you know just put the guys maybe that haven't fought in a while that need to get mashed on it then let the other guys just and then also the, the drawn factors as well the Duffys the Hulahans, the Pendreds and then you know give Ashing Daly a fight on her it could maybe she could be the standout of the night it could win her some fans and then or maybe put her somewhere else put her in another card lone Irish woman again a win get some fans and then you're one of the drawn factors for the next UFC Dublin yeah is that I too think, harsh do you think I'm, I think it's fair enough like give the guys I, a, a separate yeah. a separate platform to stake their claim and not just be another one of the Irish guys on the Irish card yeah I think that, yeah, I think that's a fair point. Like, I think there's so many Irish people now in the UFC that like it's kind of hard to get them all on the you know on the card because different things, injuries and schedules. I know they're all wanting to be on the card, but maybe it's just not feasible though. Um, Johnny Jitsu here. Get Johnny Jitsu on it. That man needs to be on it. He's the best. Uh, okay, the last we question. We need Johnny Jitsu on this podcast. That's a fact. Just let him run it all together. Just have him do it. Um, similar kind of questions there from Eamon McLean and uh, Dan at Dan's Nobly about weight cutting um, Eamon asks about Diego Sanchez cutting to one to 45 and Dan asks about with the IV bands coming up which fighters do you think cut a lot of weight and who could be a problem for you see him moving up maybe is there anyone that, that like like when I think about this uh, IV band right like it's not a problem cutting the weight it's not a problem getting down to the weight because you don't use the IV while you're doing that you use it to rehydrate so like I know rehydrating is a big thing like but blood doping man how, how many people do you think like I don't think it's gonna really affect people actually going cutting down it might affect them on fight night but I don't think like people are gonna stop cutting down because of it like the obvious candidates are maybe like Glaston Tebow who cuts a lot of weight Ian McCall, he cuts a lot of weight, uh, even though like he's a small guy, but he still does. 
Brad Bradwick has gone back up, but he might have been one. McGregor, but I don't think he's going to move up uh, while he's fighting for the titles anyway. But what, what do you think about Diego Sanchez? Is he going to make one forty-five? I think he's going to make it, and then he's going to end up fighting Conor McGregor somehow and get his depleted weight cutting body and brain annihilated he's never going to fight McGregor well it doesn't matter who he fights at 145 Diego actually who he's fighting uh, Ricardo Lamas oh I was going to say Diego against Frankie Edgar would have been unbelievable against who you broke up there for a second Frankie Edgar oh Jesus nobody wants to see that poor Diego yeah okay poor Uh, fella just that was another question thanks for all the questions by the way couple of shout outs there just before we go John and Byrne great man got a few emails from him shout out to him and shout out as well to um, Mark Donnelly listens to the podcast over in uh, over in Canada I got that one message as well yeah so he sent us a really nice message there and I'm we gonna appreciate that I'm going to put it on my Instagram and screenshot it and yeah. act really cute and then put a caption on it about following your dreams and your passions ah uh, Mark why did you have to do it I like the message Thanks, just now. Send, ruined it for me. Send more. You ruined Mark's lovely message now by the, by doing that. Thank you so much, Mark. You're the man. <laughs> Sean, what man. are the plans? It is two forty in the morning here. <sighs> this twentieth of August. <clears throat> I'm gonna drink some water because my phone, my voice is fucked. I'm gonna go to bed. Gonna yeah, wake actually, up. Actually, my mouth is in bits. I have a mouth ulcer. Have you? Yeah, Jesus, it's so I, bad. I get them after like a bite the side of my mouth after I like, eat or something Jiu Jitsu has been a pain this week people trying to choke my face Jiu Jitsu lifestyle you were Muhammad Ali today were you was that the guy that was in cage riders no it's Rampage okay. Jackson's old wrestling coach alright oh, right. well, uh, there. yeah, yeah. oh yes, yes so it was actually um, unbelievable brilliant I was up in um, Tara's BJJ in Derry Martin McLaughlin thank you very much Sensei Martin for opening the gym and letting us come in and train uh, it was really good I'm looking forward to implementing all of my wrestling takedowns over the next while here's a, here's a bit of breaking news for you just while we're on oh. uh, tough 22 finale we spoke about it for the, oh. the one McGregor is coaching it's going to be on in Las Vegas the night before UFC 194 oh, you're fucking joking me yep Joe Lozon versus Evan Dunham on the card for fuck's sake going to have to go a day early now Andrew what? I see Ariel Lilwani, biggest fan of this podcast, tweeting it out there. Shout I'm going to have to go, what? So that... A day early? Well, to be... No, I won't have to go a day early. When are you going? It'll be on the Friday. So I'll yeah. be going out on the Tuesday anyway. Oh, if it's on the Friday, the media for it could be on Tuesday. Oh, anyway. <laughs> there's worse things I could... Like, why am I even complaining? Why am I even complaining? I'm going back to Vegas again. Going to have to see two fights this time. Lucky me. At least this time the UFC learned from their mistake and put, it on, put it on the Friday night. Here's another fight. Gegard Mousasi is fighting Uriah Hall. Oh, I like that fight. shit. Good fight. That is unreal. Yeah. Okay, I'm sold. I'm going to tell you. I, so oh, I don't know. Is it on that night? Hold on. I'm just opening the tab. <gasps> no, it's in Japan. Oh. In a month's time. I, like I, that I was too. panting in anticipation there, Sean. I have hmm. to say. UFC smaller card put it on in the Cosmopolitan put it on where the last Invictus show was because that was brilliant it was like a show in the Helix it was so good but then again maybe that would would definitely not be um, 
I, I can't see them doing the MGM two nights in a row because that fight would have to be somewhere else in Vegas if they're going to replicate the Conor McGregor wins from Conor McGregor versus Chad Mendes then they are definitely not going to be having a fight in the MGM Grand tough finale that night Andrew, boom more breaking news UFC just released a statement on Anthony Johnson we were talking about it earlier Cut. UFC is aware of the situation involving Anthony Johnson we take these matters seriously and have commenced a formal investigation by a third party law firm we will act accordingly once we get more information Oh, how good. Imagine if I hadn't have fallen asleep. Yeah. We wouldn't have got we wouldn't any have, of this we wouldn't have got that. the podcast. Wouldn't have got that. Three breaking news stories there. Boom. Unreal. Let's speculate before we go for three minutes. What's going to happen to Anthony Johnson? Fuck all it. What did he do? Like, like I know it, it seemed bad because of like his past with domestic violence and stuff. But And, you know, like, general women. Yeah, like. yeah. But, like, seemingly he got into an argument with this lady... And he picked up her yoga mat and fucked it across the room like what? she was lifting weights, bro. No, well, he was lifting weights was, and she was she doing was yoga. Where, she was where she was where the boys were lifting weights. Yeah, sissies like you aren't allowed in gyms. <laughs> yeah, he's just like being girls a, aren't able to lift weights. Get out. <laughs> he's just being a dickhead, like. But I don't think he did anything that. Hey guys, come look at the girl trying to lift weights. That's what pretty much was happening in the gym. Exclusive audio there from me. Anthony Rumble. Well, obviously, it sounds exactly like him. Yeah, you have the accent down. James Gallagher, Anthony Rumbles. <laughs> that's all I do. Can you do a, Can you do Habib? Did you not get it? No, because he doesn't no. speak English. I just went silent. He don't speak. He speaks. I know, great. yeah, but he he's not. Believe me, it's Would not. To smash him. Yes, smash. Would to smash him. Um, I will. Uh, in honor of the man himself, will I? close out the podcast and my James Gallagher okay let's do it put it put it into me for our usual go on do it you see I actually sorry before I do this I did get to uh, okay wait no I'm just gonna have to I'm gonna have to run with it this is a collection of stuff that James has said to me over interviews that I always uh, when he's making fun of my accent I will make fun of his go on just wanna thank everybody for listening and my opponent was so scared he must have googled me or something but if you want to google this podcast you can search severe mma on itunes stitcher tune in severemma.com don't grand tuning we're not on tuning but sorry podcast republic podcast republic and if you follow at andrew mcgann from severe mma on twitter and at sean sheehan ba It'll be unbelievable. I'm making my Bama Pro debut. The interview's coming exclusively on Severe, and he is done in one. Until then... See you next week.